Father, we bring to you the ordinary things of life, food and drink and our money. And in bringing them, we bring ourselves. Take us and our gifts of money to do your work in the world. Take this food and this drink from our tables to your table and feed us with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Jesus never missed many meals. When the old dinner gong rang, he usually was there. I don't care what page you turn to in the gospel, you will find that Jesus spent much time around the table filled with food. He ate with not only his disciples, but with scribes, Pharisees, even some of his enemies. The first miracle you remember that Jesus cre performed or created, it, it was at a wedding feast. And the last night that he lived here on the face of the earth, he spent it in a long, long dinner hour around the table with his disciples in an upper room. And there he broke bread and poured the cup. Yes, Jesus knew the importance of mealtime. You see, it was a common belief in Jewish tradition that when the Messiah would come, one of the signs would be that he would call his people to a great, long, and lasting feast. Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. And Jesus knew what some of us have forgotten, that around a table is one of the finest places to understand communication, to have confrontation, and to be able to show concern. You study the Gospels, and you'll find that most of the teachings of Jesus that we know, love, and try to obey came not from a pulpit in a church, nor from a lectern in a classroom, but rather were spoken around a table where Jesus used that situation most effectively for teaching, illumination, and confrontation. Yes, and the Spirit of God still works the same way. The place where we, by the power of his Holy Spirit, can, can confront God, can be filled with concern about the things that God would want us to know and to be filled with the comfort that God would have us to know is still found around the table of our Lord. And you'll remember that one of the teachings that Jesus gave concerns the fact that the only thing other than really sickness that keeps us from mealtime are excuses. Excuses. Those are the things that keep children of God from knowing the blessing of the broken bread. Excuses. You people are here today 
because you put a high priority on this experience. You did not use the three common excuses that are used by people who miss the meal of the Messiah. Business, that's the biggest excuse that is used. Business, we, we can't come, Lord, because we're too busy. It's important if we're going to keep bread on the table, we cannot spend time to eat of your broken bread. And especially in this day, in this age, in this community in which we live, when commercialization of sports events, the sales of the stores, all this business is more important on the Lord's day than coming to the table of the Lord. Sales of the store, the stealers, the ski slopes, all these other S's. What excuses we make and rob ourselves of being fed by the Lord. Second excuse which is used that Jesus is for novelty. I have bought five pair of oxen and I must go see them work. We are people who thrive on new things, new fads, new ideas, new sports. And where do we get the idea that we feel we can sacrifice mealtime with our Lord to go out and experiment with the novelties of life? Yet we do it. The novelty of travel. The novelty of new experience of spending weekends away from home. Oh, I guess they're all right, but they do sacrifice that experience which comes only from the table of the Lord. Third excuse, home. I've married a wife and I cannot come. How many people feel that any excuse of a home demand is understandable by the Lord, which it is not? Home is probably one of the most sacred places any one of us knows, but if a door of a house is not open and it has no windows to look out upon the concerns of the world and homes are used only for personal selfishness and our own concerns, then the home that God wanted us to have is not that home but is turned into a prison. Even the demands of children, the wishes of parents, are not big enough excuses to keep us from the table of the Lord. Yet we continue to try to use these excuses to get away from enjoying the confrontation, the comfort, the communion that we can have with God. You people use not your excuse, and you're here today. And I'm sure God is pleased and knows of your presence. And he wants to feed us. I hope none of you came here today just because of habit, or because you had nothing better to do. But you knew that this is the place where you belong. And you came here expecting that in some way God would feed you and have communion with you. You will not be disappointed. 
Because, you see, those of us who really want to do well in business, who want to use the novel things that have been entrusted to us, and who want happy and fulfilled and successful homes, you find them, you see, not by using those things as excuses from worship or the table of the Lord, but by using the table of the Lord to build the foundation which only God can give us through feeding us himself. I hope this first Sunday of a new year, this day when we gather around the table, as you feed in faith, you will also realize how blessed you are. God's been very good to you. He's brought you to the newness of a day, a new day, a new year. And may we, as we individually commune with God, make a new vow that we will not use the excuses that are open to us, but rather every Sunday in our worship, every day in our prayers, every time we're privileged to sit around the table of the Lord, we will not be excused, but we will realize that this is something that God has prepared for us, and we excuse ourselves from a deeper meaning in life when we refuse to break bread in this house of the kingdom. So all of you who are truly sorry for your sins and wish to be delivered from the burden of them, All of you who want to lead a more holy life, those of you who want to be fed from the bread that shall never grow stale and drink from the cup that shall never run dry, you are invited to exercise this priority which has been given to you by God's grace. You will remember that our Lord Jesus, the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had blessed it, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink ye all of it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, You do show the Lord's death until he come. And now we, ministering in his name, take these elements to be set apart by prayer and thanksgiving for the holy use to which he has appointed them. Let us pray. Father, we come on no merit of our own. We come only because you bid us to come. No one of us has a right to be here except we've been invited by your Son, Jesus Christ. We come realizing our own dirtiness and self-centeredness. We come, Father, realizing that we are fed by thee in thy Spirit. 
Father, we bring no excuse before you save the fact that we are human beings. We have been created in your image. We have failed you. Yet by the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, we have been born anew. And by feeding upon you in faith, we can be new people. Father, set apart this bread, set apart that which is in the cup, and bless in heaven what we do here on earth. Thank you for this meal, Father. And may each one of us realize that not one excuse is good enough to turn down the invitation which comes to us to have communion with you. Hear now our sin as individually we join together praying. We come before you, Father, on this first Sunday of a new year, confessing our sin and asking for forgiveness for our indifference, selfish preoccupation, and excuses which prevent us from enjoying life. Help us throughout this year to know, to know the blessing of eating bread in your kingdom and having communion with you. Amen. <laughs>